You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey. Your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of this glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real, it's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. It's been a hot few weeks since the last episode dropped. Wow. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a wild fucking summer. But super quick, before we talk more about 2020 being a wild ride and what my dying dog taught me about business, do me a favor, go back and listen to episode 51 because Guys, I got to say something. I'm going to be total 100% honest and 100% fucking clear on this. Episode 51, racism and dog trading, putting it on the table with the very special guest, Mahogany Gamble, was the most important episode we've ever done in the Mind Your Own Dog Business podcast history. And we need to keep having these conversations and be committed to having these uncomfortable conversations about racism if we're going to make a fucking change in this industry. Because black lives fucking matter, still matter, and will always matter. And also arrest the fucking cops, the monsters that killed Breonna Taylor, because that shit, mm -mm. not going to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah, go back, listen to it and arrest the fucking cops, demand change. And I'll put some links below on how you can actually reach out to the district as well. So we're at episode 52. Yay. (laughs) Yay. I'm excited. (laughs) I say that with humor, sarcasm, humility, and gratitude. Uh, The reason why I say it like, yay, (laughs) 52, because if you told December 2019, uh, Kristen Lee, that we'd be at episode 52 in August of 2020, she would have kicked your fucking ass because listen, Listen, I am a fucking Terminator. I like my plans. I like to have a lot of action. I like to be a producer. I'm an Enneagram three by birth. (laughs) And I just like to have as much as possible. So back in 2019, when we were roadmapping my drone dog business with the grassroots dog business school, one of my goals was to have two episodes a week to you guys. One with me kind of just talking in your ear like this, have some really amazing guests, which we've had. Oh my God, we've had so many incredible guests with so many great conversations that need to be had in this dog training industry. There's even conversations I haven't even released yet. 
And then later in the week, I would do quick uh, like snippets of with either me and Maggie on Coach's Corner asking questions. By the way, guys, I still get your questions and thank you so much for sticking with me. I'm not ignoring them. I see them. I hear them. I hear them. I hear them. And 2020 hit. 2020 hit us all collectively. And it's been one gigantic roller coaster of cluster fucks. Like literally cluster fuck. There's no other way to describe it. Like a shit shit fuck stack. Like I don't know if you ever heard that song, Shit Fuck Stack. It's a hilarious song. Go YouTube. And it's been this running joke in grassroots since actually just de- not December. Yeah, it's been December of 2019, which we sh- should have had fucking a warning. That should have been a red flag for us. Every time we try to plan something, whether it's operational strategy, whether it's growth initiatives, whether it's KPIs, whether it's starting that amazing venture project outside of the industry, which we've, which we've have, to creating this new branch of the grassroots dog business school, to even taking a personal fucking day off, has been scrapped. <laughs> and I say this, again, with a lot of humility in my voice, a lot of humor, because I believe 2020 is a year to just realize, like, you got to go with the fucking flow. Like, you just got to go with the fucking flow at this point. And again, it's tough for somebody like me who likes strategic action, who likes planning, who likes to have it all laid out. Guys, I got to tell you, funny, I'm going to go off track for a second. I'm in my office right now recording. Remember how I said I want to do two episodes a week in 2020 for my drone dog business? I legit legit sent my husband to Ace Hardware to get me (laughs) whiteboard paint late in December of last year, like two days after Christmas. (laughs) And we painted a section in my office and I literally mapped out a year's worth of episode, over a hundred (laughs) episodes of content. And the funny story is like, I actually have a lot of this stuff recorded. I just haven't released it yet because there's been other pressing issues. And that's the thing too, guys, like 2020 has been this gigantic slap in the face with priorities, right? With what is priority. Priority is not just business owners, but also priority as human. And I see a lot of people going like, oh man, I wish we could have canceled 2020 or if we only knew in December of 2020 or 2019, you know, too bad we can't go and redo it. And I saw this an amazing, amazing poem on Instagram by this incredible artist, Leslie Dwight. And I'll link it. I'll make sure it's in the show notes so you guys can go show support, share it, tag her, love on it because it went viral, but it's really good. Okay. I'm going to read it to you. Again, I'll link it in the show notes below. This is about 2020. What if 2020 is a year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change, declare the change, work for the change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. Hell fucking yes. Like, Yes, yes, yes. On so many, many incredible levels. And I'll be sharing some of the changes I've went through personally, um, business-wise too, and sharing those stories. Like today is going to be a sharing a story day. But man, why don't we just look at 2020 as a year of massive growth and awareness and almost 
I almost call it like the collective awakening. Now, not being all spiritual and wooey, but I believe there's a collection, a collective awakening going on. It's an, it's pretty cool. Some pretty cool stuff. And it's been a lot of fucking crazy shit. And if you're feeling, you know, down on yourself, if you're feeling like, God, you fucking not going to get anything done this year. Or, you know, if you're feeling, you know, the constraints of losing business or just feeling fucking stuck and down emotionally, physically, anything like that, you know, just I'm here for you. We're here for you. I mean, we're all in this together as humans. Yeah. I promise you'll get, it'll, it'll get better. It'll get better. I mean, from my place of privilege, I can say it will get better. And 2020 has been a hard year. All right. So super quick trigger warning before we go into today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my dog dying. Um, I'm most likely going to be getting emotional myself. So if you know me, I am not an emotional person. Oh, actually I really am, but I just kind of keep that in. I keep that, keep that in my house. I keep that in my house. I keep that internally. Um, but today we're going to talk about my dog dying. It was tough. She died on 4th of July this year. So give you a little bit of background on her. She was old. Like she's four, she was 14 years old. She turned 14 on St. Patrick's day of this year. And that's old for a Labrador that has health issues. Like she's had health issues on and off. Um, but you know, her, her mid years are really good. This in, I think it was April of 2019, right after her 13th birthday, she had a massive grand mal seizure, like the worst one she's ever had. Now she's had idiopathic seizures her entire life. Um, but nothing where we needed to medicate for because they were so sporadic and usually we could tie them back to a weird event. So like, for example, she had one after we went to the shore in New Jersey and we attributed, the vet attributed it to, um, drinking a lot of salt water, um, other things, some trauma she had once she got actually into, not an accident, but she hit it. She bounced into a dog once really hard and hit her head. And she had all different types of CT scans. Guys, listen, when I tell you I spent a lot of money on my dog, uh, yeah, the, my dog was very well cared for over the years. But she had idiopathic seizures, which we didn't medicate for, and we agreed with her vet. It didn't need to be medicated. But April of 2019, she had a really bad seizure. And it took her some time. Like I actually thought that night I was going to lose her because it was more than five minutes long, and her temperature skyrocketed. So we took her to the emergency vet. Um, she stopped seizing and her temperature returned to normal, but she was, you know, woozy and out of it as any dog would be senior dog, especially after a five minute seizure. And she just didn't bounce back as quick. So she was having these little things we called glitches where she would glitch kind of for a second. It's like, it's almost like a, it was like a focal seizure where she would just like have a second and that was it. And it would be like one every, I would say three hours or so. And, you know, it didn't get back, didn't get worse, didn't get better. So we were very, uh, we treated it and the vet was like, okay, we're going to treat it, you know, with actually gabapentin. Cause at the time the vet thought gabapentin wasn't, she was having neurological issues and whatever. So I actually went away the next month for business to uh, California and she was doing good. I mean, like I felt comfortable. Believe me guys, this dog is my life. <laughs> this dog was my life. And my husband was comfortable with me going away. He's like, all right, I got it. We'll go there. And I came back. I went to Ohio. I landed in LA. My husband was like, you know, she's not doing well. I'm like, okay, keep me posted. And I got to the place in Ohio. And my husband's like, you need to come home. Of course, turned right the fuck around. 
took like six planes to get home. By the way, if you don't know, I don't like flying for a very particular reason. Got home. We were actually prepared to say goodbye. Um, she wasn't eating. She just looked like complete fucking shit. I was like, okay, it was a really bad day. And the vet was like, okay, let's try this treatment of meds so she can get stable so she can say goodbye to her mom. Because it was going to take me like 14, 16 hours to get home from LA. Did that. Got home. There's nothing fucking wrong with the dog. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So she was good. We found a really good regimen of nutrition, uh, medication, which included some gabapentin, prednisone. She was on prednisone for a long term. And a CBD with THC, but it was specially formulated. If you're going to talk shit about me because I got gave my dog some THC that was formulated by a veterinary oncologist, uh, you can get fucked off. This saved my dog's life. And she was good. She was good for a year. She was good for a solid year. Um, April of this year, she just didn't seem right. It was literally a year. And she didn't seem right. She was just quieter and she was weak. And, you know, 14 years old, a year on Pred. You know, she was on Pred, very low dose of Pred for a year. And I know that, you know, I know the side effects of prednisone on a dog. Please don't lecture me. And she just started coughing. And I'm like, okay, this is new. And we took her to the vet. We didn't see our normal vet. And the vet's like, yeah, you know, I just think it's intermittent. Just maybe she's old. She's got allergies. I'm like, okay, this is not right. And like an asshole, I didn't push. Three days later, she collapses. I'm like, oh, fucking Christ. Got to put the dog to sleep. So my husband and I prepared to say goodbye. And I was like, okay, we had the appointment again, the home in home euthanasia. And something inside me is like, no, Kristen, take her to the fucking vet, take her to the vet and push for her to have a chest x-ray. Well, she had pneumonia and she survived pneumonia. Um, it, she wasn't that bad off. We, we treated her with some really strong antibiotics and she survived and she did really well. And then just over the last couple months, she just declined and then it was like, I think it was like in late June, she just got very quiet. I went away again for business. Yes, I traveled during the pandemic. It was under a group of three people. It was for a VIP session. Came back and I had my assistant Kasha with me. And Kasha's spending the night because her plane was coming out of RDU and I live right next to RDU. And I came home and she was perky. Like Bella was up. And I was like, Oh, fucking Christ. The first thing I said was like, this dog is doing an end of life rally because she was a rallier. And we're going to talk about her rallies in a second and how it's important and what it taught me in business. And Kasha left the next day. And then, you know, it was time. It was time. It was hard. It was a really hard time. So I want to talk to you about Bella <laughs> and how she was such a fucking complete badass. Even in death, she taught me these lessons. And Another thing about her and about how 2020 just was like a clusterfuck was I actually recorded this. I recorded almost an identical episode back in, I think it was April, right after she beat pneumonia the first time about what my dying dogs taught me about business. And yeah. So when I talk about Bella, she, she was your soul dog. That soul dog. So, you know, everybody talks about the hard dog. That was my hard dog, the soul dog. And she was such a cool fucking dog. Like, 
she was such a badass. Like she was the most badass dog. Like you'll ever meet. Now, when you think about a Labrador, you think about those fat little otter tail things that are just goofy and like, they're like, Oh, I love everybody. Let me tell you, Bella was none of that. (laughs) She was lanky. (laughs) She was tall. She had a huge, she had a very, very long, long tail that curled up. Um, a big old blocky head, but she was not an English lab. She was a field lab and she was stoic. Like she was the most stoic fucking dog. And just like I said, she wasn't your definition of a Labrador. Like she would back a person in the corner barking at them until she was called off on a cue. <laughs> and she would just be a complete bitch. Like she would ignore most people. She only listened to two people in her world, which was me, which was maybe 30% of the time. And then her dad, because her dad loved her very much. And she was very attached to her dad and her dad was her trainer. And yeah, she'd side eye you and she put you in a corner. I mean, she would never bite. She was not an aggressive dog at all. And she, you know, she lived on this earth 14 years, three months and 17 days. So some of the lessons she taught me over the 14 years, three months and 17 days were super impactful, super fucking impactful guys. See, I'm already tearing up talking about it. Okay. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) So I believe she was put here on this earth for particular reasons and to learn the lessons I'm about to share with you. And by the way, by the way, my bitch Bella inspired three different highly successful businesses. So I'm going to share those lessons with you now. So the very first one is it's okay to be tired and need rest. So if you're like most entrepreneurs, you're an overachiever. You are a go-getter. You work fucking hard. But it's okay to be tired and take some time off for yourself. You know, again, I always joke. Remember how I was talking about, I'm like, yeah, 2819 Kristen would have kicked her fucking ass if she only saw there's 52 episodes in August. Yeah, it's okay to be tired. Like, life gets tough, guys. It's okay to have self-care. Like, self-care for an entrepreneur, for somebody who is incredibly driven, is one of the most important fucking things out there. So, like I said, Bella was a fucking workaholic. I mean, man, she, not, she was no Malinois, of course. You know, she, she had her constraints. But man, that dog would fucking work and work and work. So when she started to slow down, not completely slow down, but when she started to slow down when she was around 11, you could totally tell. But she took a rest. She did. The next lesson from Bella is the end's going to seem near. Okay. So look at 2020. How many of you guys fucking felt like it was the end and you'll touch the bottom a few times, but if you know, you're not ready, you are not ready. How many times how we felt like we were going to lose it all personally, financially, business wise, emotional wise, but you know, deep inside Deep inside, you're going to touch the bottom. You're going to hit rock bottom. Rock bottom fucking sucks. I've been there. I don't know about you guys. Been there a few times already in 2020. But the beautiful thing about hitting rock bottom, it gives you the momentum to push back up. So while it might seem the end is near for you, but you know, deep within inside your heart, you're not ready to give it all up or to let go. Keep fucking fighting. 
ask for help and delegate. <laughs> um, God, she's such a, she was such a bitch. <laughs> I can only call her a bitch because she's my bitch. Um, I know some of you guys are laughing at that. But one of her biggest things was she was not a patient dog. I mean, Jesus Christ. If you could teach a dog patience. Like, I know you can teach a dog patience and wait. <sighs> As I sniffle my snot in my nose, which I don't give a fuck about. You know, one of the biggest things is like she liked to go upstairs to bed at a certain time. And as the end came near, like she's like, oh, I can't go up the stairs without falling down. And she would get like so antsy and be like, oh, I need help. I need help. And she taught me how to ask for help and to delegate. And that was like one of the biggest things that grassroots has even experienced in 2020 is we learn to ask for help and we learn to fucking delegate. As people, we can't do it all. We can't do it all. And it takes a fucking team and it takes humility to be able to delegate and trust and have trust in somebody. And the next thing she taught me was to trust your fucking instinct. Trust your instinct. When we went back to the vet in April, you know, one of the things I kicked myself for is like, I didn't push. I didn't push. I didn't push. And deep down, I knew something wasn't going on, right? And one thing I see a lot of dog business owners doing is not trusting their instinct because it's like, all right, if you have a gut feeling about something, sometimes it's just resistance. Okay. Cause gut feelings can be resistance. But a lot of the times, if we truly listen to our inner voice and we trust our instinct, we know something's up. So trust your fucking instinct guys. When it comes to your business, if something feels off, if something doesn't seem right, if it doesn't sit with you, well with you, if there's just something you can't fucking put your finger on, put your fucking finger on it and trust your fucking gut instinct. We're all, especially as women, I believe we're fucking blessed with that. Like an internal intuition. We all have it. Now, the next thing my dog taught me, Bella, is to be a fucking fighter and have true grit and rallying. Have a good work ethic, guys. Have a good fucking work ethic and be a fighter and be a fucking fighter. Man, talk about perseverance. Fuck. How important is to have such strong perseverance and to not give up when everything seems like it's the end? Like that's what defines, I believe, a true entrepreneur is like when you're fucking tired, when everything just fucking sucks you have a headache, you are at the last of your fucking $5. If, you know, you just feel like the world is collapsing in on you. A fucking entrepreneur has perseverance. So have fucking perseverance, guys. Have it. Be a fighter. Fucking fight with your fucking hands and scrappy. Be fucking scrappy. Just go for it, guys. Don't fucking give up. Don't give up. Be like my fucking dog. Don't fucking give up. Don't give up until you physically can't do it anymore. And the next one is surround yourself with those that believe in you and support you. Mm, Huge. Huge. Do you know how many times, how many fucking times, even in this industry, people in the industry told me to put this dog down. It was always a joke because it was like, oh, Bella's still alive. Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, yeah, she was because she was scrappy. She had perseverance. She was resilient. She was a fucking fighter. 
But if it wasn't for my close network of my family, my husband, um, my business partner, some clients, you know, invest your relationships into those that support you and believe in you and that they're going to fucking fight for you. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. Okay. Again, listen to that gut instinct. Be scrappy. Fight. <laughs> the next one is my favorite one. It's a joke. If it's a, it's a funny, it's a personal joke that some people would understand that listen to this. Shitting yourself isn't so bad. <laughs> um, having an accident is not so bad. So there's this, there's this thing in grassroots we call shit in the diaper, sitting in your shitty diaper, where it's like, it's a consequence to an action that is unavoidable. And if we sit in our shitty diaper, we learn a lesson. We, we're more prone to create an action that avoids that consequence of the diaper. But we don't want you to sit in your diaper where you're going to get a diaper rash. So I believe shitting yourself, which Bella had had, had did a few times. <laughs> I'm just cracking up at it. She would literally, guys, she would go in and walk in my kitchen and be like, I'm just going to take a dump. I'm like, okay, cool. There's a there's a picture um, I could share at some point of her walking to my office. Like, hey, what's going on, mom? And my husband's like, yeah, she's upstairs. She's good now. She went and pooped. And she just took a poop. And at least it was solid. But shitting yourself, shitting the bed, shitting your diaper is not a bad thing, guys, especially as a business owner. You learn the lessons. It's like you got to sit in the diaper, discomfort of diapers, dirty diapers to actually create growth, create change, and to create action from that. So a next thing that, and the most important thing that Bella taught me is take no fucking shit. It's funny, my, uh, my husband Frank can talk about there was this one time where there was a dog just acting a fool. There was a dog just acting a fucking fool off leash. And where we used to live in New Jersey was a huge off leash dog park. I mean, not your typical fur baby mom dog park, but like hundreds of acres in the woods. It was often um, outside of Morristown, New Jersey. And there was just a dog acting a fucking fool. And it was just annoying, annoying, annoying. And he talks about how Bella watched this dog for a minute. And just kind of like calculated it. And you could see the wheels turning in her head. And she just went in for the correction. But it wasn't too harsh. It was kind of like a knock the fuck off correction. And that little Muppet, it was a little doodle, was following her around ever since. So take no fucking shit, guys. Take no fucking shit. But be calculated. And love with boundaries. With boundaries always love with boundaries. And again, goes back to Bella. Bella would love people, would like people, but she had her boundaries around that, just like her mom. <laughs> and don't be reactive. Don't be reactive. Don't be reactive. She was never a reactive dog. She would look at you. She would study you. Again, she would calculate it. She would have a strategy, but she wouldn't be a, a, an emotionally reactive dog. So love with boundaries. Take no fucking shit at all. That's the most important lesson I learned from her because a lot of times in this industry, and I see this a lot, is dog business owners, especially dog trainers, you guys struggle with boundaries. And when I talk about boundaries, I'm not talking about the nimbly pimbly, oh, turn your phone off after five o'clock and don't answer emails within business hours. I'm talking about full emotional boundaries when it comes to your clients that are 
contact me like you're a lifesaver. Yeah, it feels good for your ego at first, and then you get fucking burnt out. Guys, I used to do the same shit. I used to be a fucking quote-unquote lifesaver for people. That shit will burn you out as quicker, and it will emotionally kill you. So learn to love your clients, your dogs, with boundaries. Set boundaries. And don't be emotionally reactive to it. Because if you're having a reaction to a client, that means a boundary hasn't been set. And the last lesson from Bella, I think I might have said the last lesson was the boundaries one, but this one's important because she loved her fucking food. Oh my God. The most food driven dog you'll ever see in your entire life <laughs> to the point of where I'm just like rolling my eyes. Cause she was like a little alligator. She would like, Oh, pop up. She was a jaw. She was a snapper. She was a crocodile with food. Uh, yes, I know I could have trained it out of her, but is what it is. I- Turn her last year, she got even worse. But eat good food, guys. Eat good food. Eat good food. Take care of your body. Take care of your body. Nourish it. It's one lesson she taught me too. Um, back in June, right before she left us, I started working with nutritionists because I gained weight and I'm not happy doing this. And immediately, immediately, my disposition changed, my attitude changed, my energy levels changed. And Taking a note from my dog, who is eating the best diet in the world, literally, that's the shit that kept her alive too. So eat good food, enjoy the food, savor your food, have your snacks, have your treats, but just realize food is energy and life force within you. So I know this is all, this is like all over the place because it was like an emotional episode for me. So let me just reiterate everything. It's okay to, to be tired and need rest. There's nothing wrong with you at all. You're going to feel like you're going to hit rock bottom sometimes. It feels like the end's going to be near. And if you're not ready, you're not ready. Ask for fucking help and delegate, guys. Delegate. Delegate. Even if that means asking your husband or your partner or your spouse or even just putting a fucking ad on Craigslist to have somebody do your laundry. Delegate. Be a fighter. Have grit. Have work ethic. Have resilience, have perseverance when life feels impossible, no matter how you're feeling emotionally, spiritually, physically, be a fighter, be fucking patient, be patient, surround yourself with those that believe in you and support you. Huge guys have trust in those caring for you as well. I don't think I elaborated on that one, but have trust in those that are caring for you there. You have fighters in your corners, guys. I can tell you that like We all have fighters in our corners. We just need to identify them. Shitting yourself isn't so bad. (laughs) It's okay to shit yourself, uh, take a business dump and send that diaper. Learn on from it. Don't get a diaper rash, but move on from it. Have devotion and take no fucking shit. Love with boundaries. Care with boundaries. Treat your business with boundaries and eat the good food. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this one up. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I know I was all over the place with this one, but it was incredibly therapeutic and it's been an honor to share this with you. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of Mind Your Own Dog Business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God, go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content packed dog business jam sessions, plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, 
be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me dog walker coach and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.